Monday. It's November 11th. And the word of the day is boomer, short for baby boomer, which means a person born in the years following World War II when regular people weren't poor and bringing a bunch of kids into the world didn't seem cruel and tragic like it does now. (laughs) And those people are getting old and voting wrong. So used in a sentence, okay, boomer, Check out this awesome ice flow I got. Check it. Try it out. <laughs> yeah, you misunderstand our intention, boomers. We're only making these medical advancements so you can live long enough to see how bad you fucked it up so we can do the I told you so. <laughs> anyway, I'm no illusions. Look what you did. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, we'll celebrate our nation's relative lack of bone spurs. <laughs> Matt Gates gets removed from a congressional hearing, yells, You're not my real dad, and goes to his room. And we'll finally get that elderly, white, rich, male Democratic candidate America's been calling for. It's about time. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight is my fellow skeptic rat, No Illusions, Noah, an Alabama Republican, just got arrested for attacking an inflatable baby Trump with a knife because he got triggered by that. So nice work. Good stuff. You're doing a good job down there. How are the other honeypot operations going across the South? I know you've planted a few. Well, I want to be clear. That one didn't go as well as planned. He wasn't supposed to lose it until we had surreptitiously replaced the balloon with the actual baby Trump. But... (laughs) Is that my president in there? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I guess you can't really talk about the other honeypots until the spring. No, yeah, exactly. Fair enough. (laughs) We'll keep you guys posted as that happens. In our lead story tonight, the U.S. House of Representatives impeachment investigation discovered that their existence is really just a formality over the last month. After speaking with a long line of senior officials with knowledge about the White House dealings with Ukraine. Pretty much all those people that they got testimony from were like, yeah, come on. Obviously, the whole thing was illegal. You knew that. Don't make me explain again. You know. You know. I was just about to quit. Like, tomorrow. Come on. This is unbelievable. Like, the entire administration who's still there anyway, they're like a cop on his last day. But yeah, like, right. Instead of getting shot or dying, they they have to arrest themselves for treason. It's a really sad situation. And... Meanwhile, Trump's dwindling team of lackeys is just jumping around, shiny object stuff, making noises, literally anything they can come up with to make a distraction. They're breaking through closed doors now. (laughs) Yeah. And meanwhile, Trump remains convinced that he's going to be fine because on the transcript, you can't hear him winking at the phone. A couple times he says wink, but like he takes yeah, it right. back. Yeah, but he, exactly. He's that pretty make dumb. It into the, that's why they didn't release the actual transcript. They had to reconstruct it without him saying wink. I <laughs> winked. Wink. Yeah. So just in case anyone missed it, the literal breaking through closed doors thing, uh, that happened last month when Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates, along with about two dozen other crazy people that are his colleagues, stormed into a secure hearing room where Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense Laura Cooper was testifying for the impeachment investigation, which was stupid and meaningless. Like, the testimony eventually kept going, and, you know, it still counts. It doesn't go away. But Gates and his crew made it much worse than stupid and meaningless when they started live-tweeting the meeting 
in gross violation of national security rules regarding information security in secure meetings. And then someone told him about that and all their tweets had immediate follow-ups that said something like, hello, I'm an aide to the crazy Republican in the secure information room and I'm tweeting for him from this other building where it's yeah, legal right. to yeah. do this. <laughs> from the Just Starbucks around wanted the to corner. announce that after the fact from this Starbucks in case it wasn't assumed already. Okay, <laughs> bye. I'll tweet again soon. I uh, remember when that crazy dude stormed Comet Ping Pong and we all naively <laughs> yeah. assumed that Republican congressmen weren't taking notes on his technique. <laughs> good times. Those were good times. We that guy that. is more qualified than Matt Gates in several different ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least he didn't live tweet from there. I don't know. Yeah. No, that. <laughs> and. That whole thing wasn't the only incident of Republicans trying to prevent the investigation into what they believe is Trump doing nothing wrong mm -hmm. using the dramatic sitcom burst-in technique. <laughs> yeah, a.k.a. the Kramer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt Gates is definitely the Michael Richards of politics. That <laughs> So, yeah, Gates was carrying out similar stunts over the last few weeks whenever he could, and that includes when he showed up for another hearing that he wasn't authorized for and refused to leave like a child. And this week, we got a transcript of this beautiful moment <laughs> during which Gates gets kicked out by House Intelligence Chair Adam Schiff. It's the best. Schiff starts out, <laughs> I love this, he starts out by letting Republican Jim Jordan start talking for a second. But then he immediately interrupts, and he knew he was going to do this, too. He was like, Jim, go ahead. Jim starts talking. He's like, oh, sorry, uh, I would like to stop for a second. Is anyone in the room that's not allowed to be here right now? <laughs> Nobody's going to answer. Mr. Gates, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Mr. Gates. Are you here now? <laughs> I see you. I see you ducking down. Get the fuck out. Seriously, get the fuck out. <laughs> like, not his exact words, but really close to what I just said. He actually tells Gates, these were actual words he said. He says, absent yourself right now. <laughs> and then we got about 20 minutes of Gates arguing back and repeating himself like a five-year-old while Schiff explains how this is the U.S. Congress of adults and it's not a Disney movie with a magic spell that gets broken if somebody delays until midnight and the Capitol building turns into a pumpkin and then you can't do testimony anymore. Well, right. See, like, I'd be tempted to ask what the point of all of this is, but we know Trump and so does Matt Gates. The point of this is to get Matt Gates appointed as acting secretary of the fucking treasury exactly. or something. Exactly. Right. But, but the whole we demand that this damning firsthand account of the president's unchecked and unguarded corruption be made publicly stressed always seemed doomed to backfire to me. <laughs> Not the Whoops. best plan. <laughs> and here's my favorite moment from this meeting. That oh, stuff mine I too. just described is pretty great, but it gets even better, believe it or not. So Schiff tells Gates to leave, and Gates says, you're going to have someone remove me from the hearing? And Schiff says, you're going to remove yourself. You have to imagine there was a crescendo in the music when he said oh, that, right? Amazing. <laughs> You're going to remove yourself. <laughs> well done, sir. And then, and then Schiff announces 
that all this wasting of time that's happening is coming out of the Republicans allotted time for questioning. And then Schiff actually starts a clock on that. He literally does the angry mom technique. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to count to three, and then I'm going to get the House <laughs> parliamentarian to physically remove you. One, two, and <laughs> that's where the transcript stops and has a two-hour gap while that really happened. He got the House parliamentarian, and he had to be removed by a different yep. authority figure. Yeah. Well, and, and then when the transcript starts back up, Schiff is out of breath and his hair is messed up. But Gates is the fuck out of the room. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> so in response to this giant collection of damning testimony that's been piling up, Trump and his crew are busy coming up with the, the Republican side of the Ukraine investigation. And they seem very confused about how this all works, which is fair. They don't really have a side. Um so far, it looks like all they did was put together a list of witnesses that they want to speak with, including Hunter Biden. Yeah. Also known as the political argument from you are, I guess. Apparently, they think that if any Democrat or the child of a prominent Democrat, if any of those people did anything Ukraine related, it would cancel out the impeachment stuff. <laughs> Because, you know, the word Ukraine is on both sides of the equation, so all the math d- disappears. Uh, it's hard to follow. It's very difficult yeah, right. to follow well, what they think is going to happen. I'll make him a deal. We can we can also impeach Hunter Biden. Sure. Right? Yeah, he's Even out. Money. I just did it. Yeah. And in tip of the Bloomberg news tonight. After noticing that the Democratic frontrunners included a septuagenarian, a moderate, a Jewish guy, and a mayor, Michael Bloomberg realized he was basically already winning the Democratic (laughs) primary, so he might as well hop on in. He's perfect. Yeah, he's like Buttigieg without the youth and vitality, Warren without the big (laughs) ideas, Biden without the universal name recognition, and Bernie without the progressive record. He's the candidate that the entire Democratic electorate can finally agree on not wanting in the fucking race. (laughs) It's like we got a new candidate delivered right to our door by 4 Yeah, yeah, Nice discreet package. Uh, It's worth noting, of course, that Bloomberg ruled out running for president as recently as March and no doubt his sudden reversal. Yeah, he said for sure. Uh, But his sudden reversal might just have something to do with the fact that billionaires are scared shitless of Elizabeth Warren and they're starting to realize that she's going to win. Yeah, they fucking should deal with it. Can make a pretty substantial argument, though, that the very worst thing one could do if they were concerned about a Warren victory is dilute the Biden Buttigieg vote. So, you know. I'm sure Liz sent him a thank you card. <laughs> and I'm guessing a pre-stamped envelope for him to send his wealth tax check for literally a billion dollars. Yeah, what it would be about about right now. He'd only have, I don't know, like fifty two billion dollars left at that point. Hopefully poor he doesn't guy. shut down the entire Bloomberg Corporation at that point <laughs> because he's poor and there's no incentive to make money anymore. Yeah. We'll see what yeah. happens. And right, to be clear, yeah. no, they shouldn't be terrified of Liz Warren. They'll be fucking fine. They're billionaires. Yeah. Tell you, they tend to be fine. But despite the stupidity and futility of the move, the New York Times reported Thursday that he is filing paperwork to get on the ballot for the Alabama primary. And it's a pretty late start here. So it looks like his plan is to skip the first four primaries, forego the debates, and then just pump a bunch of money into the Super Tuesday states so that we can take even longer to start unifying behind a single candidate. Great. Unless, of course, 
Bloomberg suddenly realizes he's a 77-year-old white guy with a long history of sexual misconduct allegations whose mayorship Ugh. is best known nationally for stop and frisk and an aborted effort to ban big gulps. Yeah, <laughs> he's, uh, he's not my favorite. But if making him, I don't know, like even the VP candidate can win Florida and Ohio for us, I will big gulp his old dusty cum and fucking <laughs> snowball it right back into his weird low mouth. I don't care. Whatever it is. <laughs> Have you seen how low his mouth it is? is? It's bizarre. It's very low. low. Yeah. The, the size of the space between his upper lip and the bottom of his nose is enormous. It's like 80% of his face vertically is that space. It's crazy. <laughs> But yeah, if he can win Florida and Ohio somehow or help yeah. win, whatever the fuck he wants. Snowballing, I don't care. I actually like Bloomberg. I mean, I like him as much as I'm capable of liking a kind of fiscally conservative but socially liberal old white man. I, so, well, you know, yeah, look, he's not terrible, be, but... Yeah, I, I mean, great. if he'd gotten in the race sooner, I would not be giving him this much shit. He's a better candidate than Joe Biden, in my opinion. And, and I think he'd actually make a pretty decent president. Big gulps should be banned. <laughs> yeah, <But> this, right. <laughs> But but his timing is suspect as hell coming on the heels of this all oh, this like a uh, public hand wringing from Bill Gates and the other billionaires that just realized they might have to kick in their fair share. Also, you know, given America's recent history with billionaire presidents from New York, maybe we should just demographically disqualify this motherfucker <laughs> yeah. for a few decades. Right. That's valid. Yeah. And it makes you wonder who the hell is calling for a Bloomberg candidacy? Who was like, hey, man, you got to jump in. You got to yeah. get everybody fired up for Bloomberg I, that, to make him go back on his promise from March. That's weird. So, uh, yeah, to figure that out, we sent our roving reporter, Lucinda Lusions, out into the field to find Bloomberg's constituency, wherever they might be. Lucinda, did you have any luck? Yeah, Heath, I'm actually here with a Bloomberg supporter now. Oh. So, Thalson, why are you supporting Mayor Bloomberg in the primaries? <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Lucinda, are are you interviewing a horse? Is that oh, what oh, I just heard? No, Heath, but but I can see why you think that. Thalson is actually a reverse centaur. A what? Bottom half is man, top half is horse. Oh. Gotta be honest, I didn't know about him either until I met Thalson either. Okay, that's, yeah, that's an interesting uh, creature. Where exactly are you? I'm in Narnia, Heath. Turns out Global PreCheck gets you right through the wardrobe these days. Oh, you, you got the PreCheck thing, cool. So... To find a group of people that support Michael Bloomberg's candidacy, you had to go to a fictional world? That's what happened? Several of them, actually. This is my seventh. Okay. And the first six? How'd that go? I don't know, look. Hell, when I showed up to Smurf Village, they were actually burning a Bloomberg in effigy. Hmm. Um, Bernie supporters? Well, they also like Liz Warren. Right. So was that the worst response you saw? Mm, I'd say they're maybe tied with the people of Wakanda. Yeah, okay. Um, that, that tracks. All right. Well, have fun in Narnia, I guess. Oh, I'd love to, Heath, but the entirely wrong half of this guy is a horse. Sorry, what? I, I said send Noah my love. Love to Noah. Got yeah. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where's the line exactly? <laughs> Thank you, Lucinda. And in Ayatollah So news tonight, Iran's <laughs> nuclear... Thank you. Thank you. 
I was real proud of that one. Iran's nuclear program <laughs> became even more like a toddler betting you can't tickle them this week when they oh, very God. publicly doubled the number of advanced centrifuges they had in operation and pointed out to international media that they were operating them at 10 times the rate allowed under the withering nuclear deal that Trump wiped his ass yeah. with. It's about as adorable as nuclear posturing can be. I'll give you that. It, yeah, it is it like is. tickling in that sense. <laughs> Yeah, this game of nuclear chicken leaves Iran in a position where their estimated breakout time, the, the time it would take for them to have a an operable nuclear weapon, is significantly less than one year. Yeah, that's kind of scary. But the retail price for an iPad in Tehran is well above the market equilibrium at this point. Got yeah, em. well, true. Sanctions true. crushing it. <laughs> so... Yeah, if you'll recall, this deal was painstakingly crafted by one of America's best living diplomats over the course of years and resulted in the strictest limitations any nation ever agreed to in terms of nuclear proliferation. Basically, we were allowed to fuck their moms while they watched if they used more dental x-rays than we deemed reasonable <laughs> in the country. I always wanted but, to fuck under a lead blanket, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That you heavy, at, I like that Well, You know, you get the weighted blankets now, it's basically the same. I so, really want yeah. one of those. Everybody's talking about them. They're like yeah, a huge yeah. I, craze now. Nobody's talking about fucking under them, though. Uh, so. We're talking about it. It seems like it'd be good for, your, good for your arms, good for your abs, probably. Anyway, but because the GOP at the time that this uh, uh, deal was passed, was dead set against affirming any reality where Obama's administration accomplished anything. They painted this as some sort of capitulation of Chamberlainian proportions, even if it meant ignoring the fact that the alternative to this deal was a nuclear arms race between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's uh, Wiley Coyote versus... Wiley Coyote on steroids and meth yes. in a nuclear yes. arms race. It's either that or... We could sell them iPads at the normal price. Those are the <laughs> options, apparently. We can't decide what to do. And just to be clear, the United States is allied with the steroids and meth version of that, Wiley no, Coyote. Exactly, in that exactly. the worst of the two. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, none of that would have been too much of a problem if a normally incompetent Republican won the presidency. Right. Like President Rubio would have rattled his sword a bit, gotten Iran to sign off on a and we really mean it provision and say he fixed the deal. But instead, they accidentally elected a guy who actually believed their bullshit and literally thought that this Iran thing where they agreed not to pursue nuclear weapons was somehow a bad thing. So <sighs> despite the fact that every rational person around him urged him not to or perhaps because every rational person around him urged him not to yeah, and he was still mad at him for taking away his fucking army men. Trump declared that <laughs> Iran forgot to touch the 30-yard base wicket with the flag and didn't hop on one foot. So he ripped up the deal and left Iran with literally no choice but to pursue nuclear weapons. Yeah, so this is bad for Iran, Saudi Arabia, Israel, the United States. Yeah. Um, all the places in the world with atoms and yeah, atmosphere. I don't understand yep. who this is supposed to be good for. Um, so I have to assume we're about to find out that Hunter Biden murder-raped an entire orphanage in <laughs> Tehran last year or yes, something. right. Yeah, exactly, including the puppies. So now they've been uh, moving, Iran has been moving one step at a time, looking over at the camera every few seconds saying like, boy, I sure hope nobody stops me from enriching all this uranium and Sure would be a shame if some new international agreement were to restrict my ability to do this. And our dumbass State Department probably wants to predicate any deal on Rouhani's willingness to say publicly that he'd had an affair with Liz Warren or something. But the good news is that if we time this just right, the nuclear winner might cancel out the global warming and everything will be fine. 
right? Yeah. That's the GOP strategy now. Silver lining to the mushroom cloud. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, oh, all right. Next up in headlines. Donald Trump Jr. is officially an author of a book <laughs> of words just yep. like his dad, sort of. His new book released last week, and apparently the apple doesn't fall far from the terrible writer. Um, <laughs> and apologies to all the borderline illiterate racist trees out there who did not enjoy that <laughs> metaphor. Apologies all around. So... Donnie Jr.'s book is called Triggered, How the Left Thrives on Hate and Wants to Silence Us, especially during the last few minutes of our book title that's way too long. What are you talking about? That's an amazing title. Why are you doing that circle motion with your hand? We're keeping this whole thing in the title, end of title. And um, yeah, eventually they shaved that down to just that tight concise 12-word title at the start of that string that I just mentioned. And, of course, you can buy this on Amazon for only fifteen ninety nine plus your self-respect. Well, yeah, but the real price is that after that, all your Amazon ads are going to be from for, like, gun racks, industrial pallets, and duct tape, and freeze-dried apocalypse legumes, but... <laughs> <laughs> that in fifteen ninety nine and yeah. self respect. Yeah. Well, I actually I forgot to use the incognito window when I bought my ticket to the Reliant, so I was pretty <laughs> much already there. Also, like two hundred other Christian movies in my in my Google history. So, uh, yeah. Just for the record, also, um, I did not read the book, but I feel like this is one of those times you can judge by the cover. I know you're not supposed mm -hmm. to, but this time I think you can. Um, the cover, it's just a full size photo of. Trump Jr. looking like he's posing for the Me Too yearbook. He's <laughs> yes! gross. It's like hair club for men's rights. It's not a good look. <laughs> he's got a little salt and pepper and the fucking gel. I hate him so much. And speaking of the cover, a comedy team in New York City actually switched out all his book covers at Barnes & Noble and replaced them with new ones bearing the title... Daddy, please love me. How everything I do is to try and earn my father's love. <laughs> and that is not working, by the way, Donnie Jr. Jared is always going to have you beat by fucking Ivanka. So yeah, even though yeah. he's the in-law, he's got gotcha. you. And, and Ivanka will always have that second slot locked down for fucking Jared. So, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Jared's an attractive man. I'll give him that. So the cover photo is terrifying. But it looks like the book just goes downhill from there. For example, there's a moment when Donnie Jr. recalls the gravity of driving past Arlington National Cemetery. And that actually represents more military service than his dad right there on that car ride. But <laughs> the very next thought in the book was to compare the sacrifice of all those soldiers to the sacrifice the Trump family made when they gave up international business because... Donald Sr. took office and they didn't wow. want a conflict of interest. Apparently, they lost millions of dollars when they did that. Just like we lost millions of lives in wars. Same. They tie. Tie. Yeah. Same thing. Right. Well, except those soldiers actually died, right? I mean, they like the Vietnamese didn't give us back more Americans than they took, but... But but yeah, but like even if the analogy worked, it would still be inhumanely callous and disgusting. Yeah. Yep. Perfect for book called Triggered. <laughs> yeah. And if you're still on the fence about buying the book, 
Here's one more highlight. In a beautiful moment, Donnie Jr. waves away any claims that his dad is a bigot with a real-life story about the Trump family's black friend. Yep. Yeah, here's the exact words. Quote, Oh, and by the way, (laughs) that's the beginning of his sentence. Apparently he was verbally arguing with a very specific person while he wrote this part of his book. So great prose. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> and by the way, is the beginning I didn't of that see sentence. you there. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, B- book audience reading. You're reading this now. Hello, by the way, given all the things my father has been called, particularly a racist, it sure sounds odd that he'd let his son vacation with a black man. What? Or, yeah, great, great question of what, but you know, maybe save a louder what for this part. He'd let his son vacation with a black man or hang out with Michael Jackson. Doesn't it? Doesn't it sound odd? If he's a racist, he's sure not very good at it. End quote. Oh, oh, okay, but nobody ever accused him of being very good at anything. Come on. (laughs) Well, yeah. I love how Don Jr. ends that passage with a full admission that his dad is probably a racist and also bad at doing that. Like, that's yeah, the right. final little <laughs> disclaimer there. It's like, I'll allow for that. Yeah, he's probably a racist and just stupid and bad at that. Um, and if I had to describe the Republican Party of Donald Trump, the phrase inept bigots is just about perfect. Yeah, that's them. <laughs> right. Also, I have a black friend, despite him being a pedophile, is a perfect companion phrase for that. <laughs> it's an amazing little accidental burst of truth in there from Donald Jr. Good stuff. It also says a lot that the closest he could come to an anecdote of how racially progressive his dad was, was like, he let me speak to a black guy once. (laughs) I feel like that says it all right there. Yeah. By the way, that's like backed up in, I believe, Melania's book, too. She wrote a little passage being like, yeah. The only person who was ever allowed in our triplex at Trump Tower was Michael Jackson, who also <laughs> lived in the building. We'd let him come over whenever he wanted. Yeah, a black guy. We'd let a black guy just come right in the door. We didn't say anything. And he'd go upstairs and just play with the kids for hours. Like, I'm re- yeah. that was a really close to the exact quote from wow. Melania's book. Seriously. <laughs> and finally tonight, in You're Gonna Need a Bigger Vote News. A magnitude 5.4 earthquake was felt as far away as central Wisconsin and extensive local flooding occurred due to the spontaneous orgasm Heath unleashed upon learning that New York City became the largest city in the country to adopt ranked choice voting, a system where we vote less stupidly. That was me. That was me. Yeah. yeah, And look, this was hardly the biggest takeaway from Tuesday's elections. There were a lot of big ones, but it's worth pointing out this one because most of the problems that we're going to try to solve involve us voting So voting less stupidly actually helps us do everything better. Yeah, this is good stuff. But um, honestly, New York City voters weren't the people I was worried about in terms of voting in general. Um, This feels like a nice foot massage for like a flaming Nazi corpse. It's like a weird (laughs) little thing in an area that doesn't really need that much help. It's good, though. It's definitely good. And so that seismic orgasm, that was me, but that was actually from Matt Bevan losing. That was right. so yeah, okay. much fun. Oh, God, that was. Yeah. And also Virginia flipping the script. That, that yeah. was great work by Virginia. But this is an excellent step in the right direction for voting. Um, every 
city and state and yeah, federally, and, and, we need to have a better voting system like this. Yeah, let's hope this is the start of a trend. So for those of you who aren't familiar, ranked choice voting or ranked voting is a system where voters rank choices on a hierarchical scale rather than just choosing one outcome of many. So, you know, let's say you got a bunch of, I don't know, Democratic candidates in a primary. Instead hmm. of just going in and Top saying, goal. Warren... Right. You could go in and say, Warren is my first choice. But if she doesn't win, I want Bernie, then Buttigieg, then Harris, then Biden or, or whatever. Like, I honestly, I haven't thought about my ranks here because Michael Bloomberg, to- <laughs> he's my fifth, seventh choice. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, this allows voters to be more specific with their choice. And it allows us to whittle down a large field without worrying so much about two people in the same lane making a third person win. Right. Yeah. And you actually get like an accurate cross-sectional answer as to what yeah. the people in this democracy want. The, obviously, right. we should have a voting system that does that as good as possible. And, and it forces candidates to be a reasonable person who isn't reviled by everyone except their rabid fans. And that, that's yeah, a that good helps. thing. Basically, ranked choice voting is the vaccine against 2019 American politics. It, yeah. it causes autism, but it's still worth it. It's okay. definitely still oh, worth it. Oh, okay, okay. Now, <laughs> the, the places fair, that though, believe that are going to resist this as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. The places with anti-vaxxers and the places that will never allow ranked choice voting, pretty much the same. Um, now, I, I should uh, honestly, like in the uh, interest of fairness, point out the downsides to ranked choice voting. Uh, for example, old people in Florida couldn't figure out punch a hole in paper and... <laughs> The, and this is true. The only other guy that was voting when me and Lucinda went in on Tuesday seemed to be trying to puzzle out, press the box with your finger from some <laughs> indeterminate time before we got there to some indeterminate time after we left. <laughs> so asking these people to understand things like counting to four might be asking too much. But there are a lot of better ways to vote than the one that we're all but universally using right now. And seeing any major region experiment with one of them is encouraging, even if they still can't get their shit together enough to open up pot shops. Come on, New York. <laughs> I could move there if you just. Yeah, but I get that. Yeah, Florida got confused. They had the hanging chads from one punch in a piece of paper. Like we try to do this. They're going to be have like all of a sudden they're going to be counting like those foldy out paper accordion dolls are going to be yeah. all the, I don't know what this is. What happened? I cut it into a snowflake and then who gets the vote? Let's ask the Supreme Court to help. God damn it. Yeah, well, on that note, we're going to close I tried it to out. make it a good one. I tried to make it like, I a positive it up. I fucked it up. I went yeah, to Florida. You, it always fucks it up yeah. if you go to Florida. That's true. Stupid. Yeah. We need to cut them off like Bugs Bunny and just push them right out there. Yeah, said that before. I'm going to say it again. All right. Well, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Lucinda Illusions. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming... Please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Kendallin, Jin, John, anonymous pseudonym, Marshall, Avi, Adrian, Drew, Joshua, Pavanisa, This Guitar Kills Parties, Natalie, Helga, Aaron, Empress Me, The Heretical Popes, Jeff, Kenny and Kyle's App Company, Sandcat, Donald, Kaishu, Dustin, Michael, Jim, Eric with a K, Matt, Reverend Jesus H. Christ, 
Other Michael, and M. And uh, also a big thanks for a very generous pledge bump from Alexander. These people all have beautiful, sexually aware dicks and vaginas that know exactly when to go gentle into that good night and when to go hard into that good night. They get it. That is just occurring to me that that's Dylan Thomas' poem about death, and I made it into a sex thing. But Sex and death have already been intrinsically linked in literature. Yeah, the French call an orgasm little death. There we go. We linked. It's perfect. It all Mm -hmm. makes sense. (laughs) And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent. French people people. fuck weird. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) They... They, I think they understand something. The, the darkness and it's, <laughs> it's, it's about sadness. I, I is, we're getting nope. We're getting into my brain now. I we're don't getting into like Heath's weepy masturbation. We don't need. It's time to hard right, hard right. <laughs> the tears can be useful. Hard right. So if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy, and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Yeah, shame he couldn't make it to the record, though, but he got it all the way in. All the way, which is, you know, a, a vague statement about something impressive that Eli did. I, I don't, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like I, win or lose, it was worth my $20, and I should, uh, never oh, should have done it. Best $20 we ever spent, no question. Dude is committed to the bit. He commits. He commits all the way. Whew. See how Andrew reacts when he gets back in country, <laughs> so that was good timing. I feel like he might stay out. That's that's and probably also, best. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he's bullshitting about them being able to take that out outpatient, right? I can't okay. imagine that that's possible. No. Okay. Yeah. I, he didn't he, like he sound he sounded like he had his live voice on. I wasn't, you know, I, I I'm not medically inclined enough to disagree right then and there, but yeah. Well, we are not welcome at hospitals anymore. Most of them. So yeah, true that. See how that goes. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, one of us will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so quick story. I got Uber Eats delivered yesterday, mm-hmm. and the delivery guy shows up. He hands me the bag, and he's like, "Hey, is there anything I can pray for you about?" And he said it weird, so I I didn't understand exactly what he said. Like he said, like really fast. He was like, "Anything I remember before?" And I was like. Anything you could improve? Is that what you said? And he's like, no. Anything I can pray for you about is finally what we landed on he was trying to say. And I was like, oh, ha. And I had like two different reactions in my head as, as to where I could go with this. I was like. Boy, I just have the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get your opinion on where you would have gone with this in a second. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have two things going through my head. And I look up at him and he's like. He was just broken and like sad and tired and he was just driving other people's food around all day. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to let this go. And I just gave him like a real answer as if I wasn't who I actually am. And I was just like, yeah, he just wants me to be like, you know, 
my dad. And I was like, yeah, pray for my dad. He's in bad health. Go do that. And he's like, oh, okay. And he does his stupid fucking prayer. And I got mad about it, though. I heard him say it, and I was like, all right, you know, I should have done the mean thing. That was stupid and annoying. <laughs> you know what? No, you know what? I have a second thing for you to pray I for. T- I take that back. I'm taking Stop it back. Uh, for forget my dad. my dad. Fuck you. No, do not pray he for just, my dad. He just died. I just got a text. Yeah. He died no, right while you I were just, saying Yeah, that. he just faxed me. He's dead. Fuck you. Uh, your prayers work opposite, just so you know. And uh, I want to switch the. I want. I want to pray for women's rights. And he was like, "Okay," and he left. It was. It was a fun. <laughs> LGBTQ acceptance. <Yeah>. Great. <laughs> I feel like I would have gone. Uh, yeah. Can you pray that uh, your boss is going to be cool when I call him and tell him you did this evangelizing <laughs> bullshit in the yeah. middle of your job? That would be helpful for both of us. Food, five stars. Evangelism, zero stars. Killed my dad. Killed my dad with a prayer. He's dead. (laughs) Dead thoughts. He offered me dead thoughts and dead prayers. Bad at praying. Zero stars. Would not go back. Wow. Prayers are dead thoughts. That's pretty good, man. (laughs) That's pretty good, actually. (sighs) So that was fun. What would you yeah. do? What's your go? Do you have a go-to answer to that? I, no, do you get I, that in think, Georgia a lot? No, because because in this tiny ass little town there is no Uber Eats. But uh, I'm sure <laughs> oh, if they had Uber Eats, <laughs> gotcha. I would get that. No, I haven't had anybody ask if I get, if they could pray for me. Um, I have a lot of people, you know, the the God bless you and and stuff like that a lot. But I haven't had anybody ask if I if if they could pray for me. Yeah, um, I think I'm. I think I would have to just like create a venereal disease. In my mind, like, you know, right, like, you know, I, I, I'd say something like, okay, well, it's not syphilis because it's purple, right? Syphilis isn't usually purple like that. But if you could pray for the thing <laughs> on my dick, I, I don't want to show it to you. I could show you a picture. I'm not going to, like, whip it out. Did you see Outbreak? But... You remember Cuba Gooding Jr.? <laughs> it looks yellow... like the monkey. It's it a little bit like, like Ebola, a little bit like syphilis. <laughs> cibola Can you pray for that? Do you have a prayer for that? <laughs> What's say in the book about Sblophilus? Maybe a Zilka Zilka Besa Besa or something like that. You can exercise this fucker. Eki, 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 batang! Zumpa! <laughs> Sounds... No, it's the, the Knights of Sandy. Okay. Yeah, so, all right. <laughs> I actually got the Have a Blessed Day on the phone yesterday, too. So I had two weird little evangelism moments. I, and I didn't do anything about the have a blessed day because they were like handling my customer service at the time. So I was just like, I'm going I'm to let this go. And it was the end of the call. But right yeah. after the call, I was like, all right, my new my new answer to that is, and you have a science day or like you have a physics re- Newtonian day. I don't know. Something like go. that. Yeah, Newtonian's good. Newtonian's yeah. good. Yeah, I would do like just for the record, though, when they say that to me, I go out of my way to not have a blessed day after that. <laughs> Fuck them. I'm going to have a Euclidean geometric day. Fuck you. God damn it. Yeah. I am going to have an indifferent universe day again. <laughs> Entropy day. You just slap them and run away. See? <laughs> Pocket sand. <laughs> Spreading out particles. Yeah. All right. So we got some good ones. Some good answers. Good. Good to know. I'm going to yeah, yeah. have some, some stuff ready next Survival time right guide. away. Survival Guide. (laughs) The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.